This is the VIP Late Lunch with Lee Sterry on the Voice of Niagara, News Talk 610 CKTB. Wow, it's that time already. A good afternoon. Welcome to Thursday, October the 19th. And what a beautiful day for October the 19th. Uh, I know we keep keeping our uh, fingers crossed that it'll stay like this for a couple of months and then just get better. But I don't don't think that's going to happen. For now, we'll just enjoy this uh, beautiful atmospheric condition that we have. Seven minutes after one o'clock on your Thursday afternoon. And as always on Thursday in the VIP Late Lunch, it is Legal Matters with Chris Richard of Graves and Richard, Niagara's largest personal injury law firm. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Um, we've got uh, sort of a sort of a, a fun news, serious news thing going on today. That's right. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the uh, some of the matters occupying the Law Society of Upper Canada at present. And people are saying, Upper Canada? Where do the, What's Upper Canada? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, What is Upper Canada? Yeah. Do we still have Upper Canada anywhere? We know. have to go back to, what is it, grade 7 or 8? Uh, yes. Uh, whatever they call it, the uh, civics course. But I don't We know originally ruled the world in this country, <laughs> Upper Canada. <laughs> That's right. So Upper Canada, of course, is uh, southern Ontario, uh, or historically that's where it Toronto. was. Toronto. Well, it also included this area. I know, but Remember, kind of. But, but Niagara Lake was originally the uh, I know, capital I know, of the I know, I know, I know. But even back in the day, <laughs> Toronto thought they were the center of the universe. Even then. So, <laughs> so anyways, the, the Law Society of Upper Canada, they regulate all of the lawyers and paralegals in the province of Ontario. Okay. And they were founded uh, in 1797. And have been going by the name of the Law Society of Upper Canada since, ever since. Ever since, and right to now, they're still named that. That's right. You're a member of that. I, I am. You are. Every every lawyer and paralegal in the province is required to be a member. In you order are to a dinosaur. Along. <laughs> <laughs> so last month, the Law Society decided that they are no longer going to be the Law Society of Upper Canada. They're going to drop the Upper Canada. And rename themselves. Okay, why did it take three hundred years to do this? <laughs> um, I understand, but I, but why? The law society, I think, has been under a lot of pressure in recent years to um, engage the public more, so not to be this kind of um, holier than thou. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to to truly be a public protection agency and to be an agency that the public is comfortable dealing with. Okay. So they feel that Upper Canada may be distancing the public from them because many people don't know what Upper Canada is. Uh, who is the, who are they to regulate? <laughs> That's not much of a stretch. You know, there's, a, <laughs> there's also uh, some concern that Upper Canada never included places like Northern Ontario. Uh, so they want to be inclusive, so they want to be... Well, cottage country wasn't around then. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We were talking off air, and I, I suspect much of that was owned by the Hudson's Bay Company, right? It wasn't even... Yeah, we really... were fur trappers. And... <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, the Law Society, they haven't said what they are going to rename it, and they are first seeking input from the legal profession, and that input was available up until um, yesterday. And they have indicated that they're going to open it up to the public. So I wanted Ooh, to... we get a vote? I wanted to perform a public service and let the public know what names the Law Society is considering to rename themselves. All right, this is cool. What, All so right. what are our options? All right. And my... <laughs> 
<laughs> I would like to say before we go down this that I recognize that this part of today's topic isn't going to change anybody's life. <laughs> but this is the big issue right Unders- now in front un- of the Lost Society. Understood. Okay. Okay. So the first Knowledge option- is power, though. The first option under consideration is the Legal Professionals of Ontario. Okay. Okay. All right. Second is the Ontario Law Society. Okay. The next is the Legal Regulator of Ontario. Okay. And the last one is the Law Society of Ontario. Okay. Okay. Give me the first one again. I'd like to talk a little bit about the first one. Okay. So the first one is Legal Professionals of Ontario. All right. Now, the acronym for that would be L-P-O-O. LPOO. Or LPOO. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now. You could come up with a number of different ways to say that. I do not want to be a member of, of LPOO. LPOO. Yes. Okay. So uh, I, I would implore the public when it's open to public consultation. Not going in that direction. Please, please, please do not make me become a member I of LPOO. I don't want to be an LPOO. <laughs> All right. I, I, I don't blame you there. <laughs> so, of course, now that I've said that, there's going to be Everybody's going to go for yeah, it. That's right. My We're... lawyer's an Alpo. <laughs> uh. for... I told you he was an Alpo. <laughs> for, for my purposes, I, I put my vote on the Law Society of Ontario. Let's. Uh, I like that. Let's because be... that says what it is. That's right. So let's be boring and just replace Upper Canada with, with Ontario. Ontario. Okay. Because that says what it is. I agree with you. <laughs> You so, L poo you. <laughs> so I have no idea. All the lawyers, I, I did my poll. We got an email and uh, with a link, and we were able to go. I assume if they have public voting, it'll be on the Law Society's website, which as of now is still the website of the Law, Law Society of Upper Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that will change. So there's 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 the big issue that the Law Society is working on right now. And uh, you know, I'd if l- it's a good thing they don't have bigger fish to fry, <laughs> because this is important. Yeah. But the thing, it it is interesting. Though all kidding aside, taking tongue out of cheek, etc., it is interesting that that moniker has remained in place for three hundred years. Yeah, it, like, and, and we're just getting around to rethinking the geography of this thing now. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, it's easy to make light of the issue because I mean, I know it is, they, but it's, they do but have it more really important is issues. A serious issue, yeah, kind of. And I think being representative of what it it actually does is important. So, I mean, yeah. I, I have absolutely no objection to uh, to putting the word Ontario in there and making sure that the mm-hmm. public does know what, in fact, uh, that organization does and who they regulate. And in the, in the minute with the, with, that we have left, remind people, we've talked about this before, I know, but remind people what really the function of this organization is. Yeah, well, it's really the regulation of lawyers. So that is... Um, you guys are answerable to this group. Yeah, we're a self-regulating body. So uh, we're not, uh, the government doesn't regulate lawyers. That authority is given to the law society. Mm -hmm. And the lawyers themselves elect benchers to sit on the law society. They're responsible for discipline of lawyers. They're responsible for regulation of lawyers. Now, can they disbar people and like... Uh, Absolutely. They they are the adjudicator of lawyerly conduct, if you will. That's right. And it's always been very important that... 
they be separate and apart from government because often one of the jobs of lawyers is to fight against government on behalf of yeah, their so clients. You, so, you're, so you're not conflicting uh, interest here. That's right. So uh, when we come back uh, from the break, I actually want to talk about some of the role of the Law Society with okay. respect to uh, protecting clients uh, from their lawyers and, and how they go about that process. Uh, and that's a very important part of our system that we're not all aware of. We'll do that after the break. It's 114-610-CKTB. This is Legal Matters. Don't forget, you can go to www.gravesandrichard.com, or you can contact Chris directly via email, crichard at gravesandrichard.com. The VIP Late Lunch with Lee Sterry on News Talk 610-CKTB. Welcome back, 118. Uh, this is Legal Matters. Chris Richard of Graves & Richard, Niagara's largest personal injury law firm. Now, uh, we started off on kind of a lighter note uh, with regard to the fact that there is a renaming process underway for the Law Society of Upper Canada, which will be, we hope, uh, between you and me, the Law Society of Ontario. That, that, that is would, my hope. That that would simply that would simply make make sense. But part two of the program is a is a little bit more serious, and where we can hopefully help listeners that uh, m- might need this kind of direction here in the program. Right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about client protection from lawyers, and, and there's really three main areas that clients get protection from lawyers. First is if a lawyer makes a mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second is if a lawyer engages in criminal activity and steals from a client. And the third is if uh, the lawyer engages in uh, poor service or misconduct of a non-financial nature. So they... They don't act the way they should, but there's no financial losses that could be sued for. Yeah, maybe they weren't as bright as they should have been in this particular instance, but it didn't really cost you any money. That's right. Okay. So uh, let's deal first with mistakes. Uh, So I kind of look at this, I mean, I only practice one area of law, so I'm sure there's all kinds of different mistakes I could make. Uh, I'm going to focus on my area of law Mm -hmm. and the types of mistakes that people can make in my area. Sure. Biggest one is limitation periods. So we have, generally speaking, two years to issue legal proceedings with the court, and if you miss that deadline, then you can't bring a claim. So in my particular business, uh, meaning my industry, not my mm-hmm. firm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. The, uh, the most common mistake, I think, is mislimitation periods. Uh, other example would be uh, not uh, naming the right party so we don't sue the right people. Somebody that's responsible is left off. And another, well, that's a, big, that's a big oops, isn't it? Yeah, but, <laughs> but it can happen. Uh, and the other one is to give improper advice, and sometimes that can be in respect of... Um, disability contracts, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen that type of thing. So uh, the mistakes, they can have really serious consequences for the client because they can lose their right to a claim completely. And the mistakes can actually be innocent. And we had an example come up earlier this year where the law changed. So uh, a little bit obscure, but uh, in the Landlord and Tenant Act, in order to sue, uh, you had one year, not two years. Mm-hmm. And we oftentimes have claims whereby somebody will sue a landlord as a result of a slip and fall or something like that. So ice isn't removed from the parking lot and somebody slips and they'll sue their landlord. And uh, a case came out uh, that said, oh, no, because this involves a landlord, that limitation period, the one-year limitation period in the uh, 
um, Landlord-Tenant Act applies. Well, that was horrifying to uh, most lawyers like me in the province because we did a quick count in my office, and we had about 10 files <laughs> that that would have impacted because, wow. because we... Uh, always treated those as two-year limitation periods. Yeah. So here's a decision comes out that says, no, 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 forget All about... All of a sudden, the deadline's moved up and like, woo. Yeah, forget about the law you've been practicing for the last 20 years. The deadline has now changed. And, oh, by the way, you might have missed it on 10 files. So thankfully, in that case, that one judge's uh, decision went to the Court of Appeal, and the Court of Appeal said, no, 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 it's... Uh, so uh, it go, it go, it's retroactive? Yeah, well, the, no, the Court of Appeal said, no, it's the two-year limitation period that applies, not the one year. So okay. It was, but like I said, it, it's it's the retroactive rule that they applied and not the current one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that was, you know, no problems. But it was an example of, you know, you can be doing everything right, and all of a sudden the law changes a little bit from... It would have got your attention. <laughs> well, it would have gotten uh, the professional insurer's attention for sure, because there would have been thousands of these claims over the course of the province. Okay. But it was an example of kind of a completely innocent... Uh, issue. Yeah. Um, so the good news is, and uh, every lawyer in the province of Ontario has to carry professional liability insurance. So uh, there's a lawyer, Professional Indemnity Corporation, uh, called LawPro. They uh, um, insure every lawyer in the province of Ontario with basic insurance, and lawyers can purchase additional insurance as well. So everyone is covered for basic coverage of a million dollars. So if a lawyer makes a mistake that causes financial uh, consequences to their client, the client effectively then starts a claim against their lawyer, and their lawyer has insurance for this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like a doctor in malpractice and the same kind that, of thing. That's right. Yeah. And I always say the key thing is the client is taken care of, which is the most important thing. Yeah, there is a protection system in place. You're not entirely vulnerable. Right. And I mean, over the course of my career, I've had lots of claims where I've had the have a claim against an, another lawyer to get compensation for my client um, because of the mistake. Okay. Pretty uh, pretty routine. Uh, it's evaluated just like any other kind of insurance claim. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean, to put not to put too fine a point on it, it doesn't mean the fact that there was any ill intent on, on, on behalf of the lawyer either. It's just no. stuff that falls through the cracks or the or or the legislation changes as you were talking that's about. right yeah these are these are mistakes yeah. so it's not ill intent it's simply you know what law part can, of the process law can be complicated and every yep. once in a while there's a mistake gotcha. and the important thing is clients are looked after okay uh the other one which is different than that of course is where there is ill intent and there's criminal activity and these are the ones I hate because when you hear stories like this, you read about them in the newspaper. And unfortunately, we've had a couple locally uh, involving situations in Niagara. And they just tar the entire profession. Mm. So where uh, misappropriation of trust funds, those types of things where... Uh, Somebody's taken advantage of. Yeah, basically it's stealing. Yeah. Right? Okay. And there, there isn't much of a another way to, to describe it. And... Uh, because it tars all lawyers, collectively, through the law society, uh, lawyers contribute to a fund to compensate for those types of things. So uh, if a client has money stolen uh, by their lawyer, uh, I mean, certainly they need to report it to the police and mm-hmm. and uh, do anything else you would do with a crime. Uh, but then you apply to the law society for compensation, and there's a specific fund administered by the law society that will compensate clients if they've they've had money stolen by their lawyers. 
How do people really know? I know we're not flush with time, but how do people really know if they've been stolen from? Because these folks are professionals. They're pretty smart. How long does it take until people realize that they've been stolen from? Yeah, it's... Thankfully, I have no personal experience with this. So, uh, but it often happens in uh, from situations I know about. It'll often happen in estate situations or in real estate situations okay. where you've got large amounts of money uh, in trust that can sit there for extended periods okay. of time. And what happens is over that extended period of time, it just disappears away yeah and it's kind of a a delay game so many years go by before anybody knows Uh, is there any statute of limitations on this as as a term we learned from tv yeah well in terms of suing it's always two years from the date that you know something happened oh okay so So the minute you discover it it doesn't mean that you know okay gotcha that's right all right so um I I would think if there was a lengthy delay, if somebody had funds in a trust account for a Mm -hmm. lengthy period of time, I would want to be wanting to get trust statements to know that the money was there. Okay. And uh, and if it starts taking really too long and there's large sums of money sitting in a trust account, then you may have some cause for concern. Okay. Uh, Next. Yeah. So just uh, in the couple minutes we have left, uh, the last scenario is for this kind of poor service or misconduct that doesn't result necessarily in financial losses. And every lawyer in the province of Ontario is governed by the rules of professional conduct. So we actually have a rule book, uh, and the rule book is quite detailed. Well, that's comforting to know that you have a rule book. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, and it it sets out how we're supposed to deal with clients, how we're supposed to deal with other lawyers, uh, filing requirements, record-keeping requirements. I mean, every aspect of our practice is, is quite tightly regulated. And if a client feels that they haven't gotten appropriate service, uh, then they can file a complaint with the uh, Law Society of whatever it's going to be called. (laughs) Uh, Right now, uh, Upper Canada. And uh, and once a complaint is made, every complaint that is made is taken seriously by the Law Society. So it's not a, like, sweep it under the rug situation. If a complaint is made, uh, details are, are received... An investigation is conducted, the lawyer is given an opportunity to respond and to provide documentation, and then some step will happen. So a determination will be made as to whether there actually was misconduct. Okay. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And if there is a finding of misconduct, then a range of penalties is available. That can be a, a formal warning in, a, in order to correct behavior. Uh, it can be a suspension for a period of time. It can be a fine. And ultimately, the worst penalty is being disbarred and prevented from practicing law. In extreme cases, yeah. yeah or in multiple, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, multiple complaints and multiple findings of misconduct. Like strike three and you're out kind of deal? I don't think we have a formal three strikes and you're out <laughs> policy. Uh, but, uh, but people should, uh, I mean, I don't want to uh, you know, encourage uh, complaints, but... You know, people shouldn't be dissuaded from doing that. If yeah. if you feel that you haven't been treated fairly, if you feel like something strange has happened, uh, then that's what it's for. That's what that's what this law society of uh, Upper Canada, soon to be Ontario. Hopefully, this is this is their go to organization. Yeah, and at the end of the day, uh, the public needs to be comfortable with the legal service that they received. Yeah. And they need to feel that everything was on the up and up, that they were treated fairly, that matters were handled in a professional way. And if that's not the case, then you're actually helping 
everyone in the province to make sure that the regulator knows about that. Mm-hmm. So when does this uh, vote become final? How, when does it take place, and uh, when do we have a new name for the Law yeah. Society? Uh, I, I think the timeline, from what I understand, uh, likely in February they will announce the new name. Okay. So it, they, they voted in September that they're going to drop the Upper Canada and we're hoping by February we'll know what we're replacing it with. The wheels of justice do indeed, <laughs> indeed turn slowly. <laughs> it's only been 300 years. That's right. <laughs> Chris Richard, thank you very much. As always, very informative. Uh, see Richard at gravesandrichard.com if you want to contact Chris directly. Graves and Richard, Niagara's largest personal injury law firm. We call it Legal Matters. It happens every Thursday at 1 o'clock. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Chris, have a great afternoon. Thanks, you too.